0: hello and welcome welcome back this is walk it out with leah McCrae and this is uh workout number four uh we are in genesis chapter four and um, i'm going to give you a minute to uh, get your gear on get um if you're going out for a walk Now get your tennis shoes on and uh, get your jacket or if you're going to be working inside, um, go ahead, get on your treadmill, get on your bike. Um, If you're going to be lifting weights, I'm actually thinking of incorporating some uh, weights and stuff in this um, and some calisthenics, uh, is that what it's called when you are doing um, pushups and, and stuff like that and some stretching and all that. So, um, we're gonna be doing some of that stuff I think uh, later on down the road. Um, but right now, uh, I am on my treadmill, I do 30 minutes. It's a weight loss program, so mine is speeds up, slows down, uh, takes me up heels and all that kind of stuff. So, I hope that you are ready to go we are going to dig into genesis 4 today Um, but first as we always do we're going to start with just a word of prayer father god in the name of jesus we just thank you so much for this time together lord we thank you father god for the privilege of going into your word and discovering uh, what you have for our lives and and just learning about you, God. Going into the Word is learning about you, who you are. Drawing closer to you, Father. We thank you for that, Father. I pray a blessing on everyone who is um, on the, who is participating in this time, who is watching this video, Lord God. I thank you for the transformation of our bodies that is occurring, Lord God. But most of all, I thank you for the transformation of our minds, Lord God. For you said that we need to that we must renew our minds um by the reading of your word lord god and uh, and by and to be transformed by your word so father i thank you i thank you right now in jesus name hallelujah okay so let's get this party started amen so um i think we left off um I don't know if we really finished Genesis three. I think we left another verse because we ran out of time, like the last verse or so. So I'm just going to go back real quick and get to the end of uh, Genesis three. We're going to start. I'm going to start at 22. God said, "The man has become like one of us, capable of knowing everything, ranging from good to evil." What if he now should reach out and take fruit from the tree of life and eat and live forever? Never. This cannot happen. I'm reading from uh, the message right now. So God expelled them from the Garden of Eden and sent them to work the ground. The same dirt out of which they've been made. He threw them out of the garden and stationed an angel, cherubim, and a revolving sword of fire east of it, guarding the path to the tree of life. As we go on to Genesis 4, I'm going to switch back to the King James Version. Uh, but, so, at the end of 3, God, uh, God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, they have a conversation that, you know, a man has, Adam... And Eve they have now um, entered into sin and uh, and um, so we don't want them to take from the tree of life and live forever in that fallen condition so even at that time God showed his love and his mercy by um, putting them out of the Garden of Eden, getting them away from that tree of life, because if they took of it, then they would live forever in that fallen condition. That just shows you how much God loved loves us, even when we mess up, even when we sin. Amen. Okay, so now we're gonna go to Genesis uh, four, verse one, and Adam knew Eve, his wife. And she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, very angry, and his countenance fell. So right here we're learning a little bit that um, Abel brought an offering that was of the flock and of the fat of the land, or the fat of the flock, right, the good, the good stuff. And, and Cain brought an offering from the ground. Think about that, the ground that God had already cursed. So Cain brought him something that, where he really didn't put much thought into it, I, I, I don't think, because um, he brought him something that was cursed, that God had already cursed. But even more than that, I think God knew a condition of his heart. You know, um, whenever we bring an offering to the Lord or we do things unto God, say, for instance, if we go to church, if we go to church every Sunday and we do it uh, for two reasons, maybe one or or for one of two reasons, maybe one is because we just really want to learn of God. We want to spend that time praising and worshiping him. Uh, We want to hear the word. We want to grow uh we want to learn <laughs> or maybe even we um have read uh his word that says oh, for forsake not the sem- the assembling together of one another of the saints right uh so we want to be obedient so that's why we go to church but then it may be another reason that we may go which is because uh that's what mama and them did or that's what we're supposed to do or uh, that's what we need to do to network or to have a good reputation okay so two people going to church for two very different reasons and can you tell that on the outside no no you can't but god knows the heart knows the motive and the conditions so i believe that he already knew the heart of cain so even say Cain didn't really have a understanding a good understanding or even comprehended you know should I bring my God the Creator something that he cursed or should I put more thought into it okay so maybe he he didn't really think that way um, then I don't think God would have uh, been uh, raw, Um, uh, the guy would not have accepted his offering okay because he looks at our heart right so but I believe that god had already looked at his heart and so when he uh did not accept the offering from cain it says that uh hold on let me get there um that he became very wroth he became angry and his countenance fell and the lord god said unto cain why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen i mean why are you upset why you got an attitude If you do well, God says, shall you not be accepted? Whoa, that right there should have made him say, Okay, Father, what is it I need to do? Where have I missed it? God is telling him, If you do well, it's going to be accepted. But if you do not do well, sin lieth at the door. And unto you, and unto thee, he says, unto you shall be his desire and you shall have rule unto him okay so let's break this down he says if you do well you'll be accepted if you follow me if you have my heart if your motives are to please me and not have um other motives selfish motives motives of the enemy all of that i'm gonna accept your worship I'm going to accept your praise I'm going to accept even if you make a mistake I'm gonna look over that I'm gonna make it right for you because I know your heart but if you don't do well if you don't uh, if you don't try and follow me if you just do your own thing what you want to do you know t- uh, have no thought for the things of God he says sin lies at the door and unto thee shall be his desire. What does that mean? And unto thee shall be his desire. He's saying that, that unto uh, the, the originator of sin, unto the enemy, you will be his desire. But this word desire here in the Greek, it means to, I, I look this up, it means to, um, to be devoured. You hear that? He says, But if you don't do well, sin lies at the door. And the sin, it wants to devour you. The whole purpose of of the enemy tempting you into sin is to devour you. He says, And unto thee shall be his desire. He wants to devour you. That is his desire. To devour you. And then... But the last part of that verse, it says, And thou shalt rule over him. But here God is giving him a key. And he's given us a key. He's saying, but you have authority. You have dominion over this. You can put your foot, like we learned in uh, chapter 3, the previous chapter. You can put your foot on the devil's head. You can crush him. You have authority and dominion. He's saying... The enemy wants to, uh, wants to tempt you to sin, uh, to separate you from me, okay? to devour you. Because once you get out there, uh, not under my protection, sin is going to come in and it's going to kill you. It's going to devour you. It's going to kill the things in your life. He says, but you should rule over them. You can rule over them. So, God right there told him a key. Like he tells us the key. The enemy comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? But he's given us authority over the enemy. We just have to use our authority. And we can't use our authority when we're in disobedience. Okay? We, uh, we lose the uh, dominion when we're in disobedience unrepentant disobedience so verse 8 says and came okay so God told this to Cain had a talk with him about his attitude about about his uh, outlook on life right he didn't get it so in verse 8 and we don't know how how many days has passed or hours we don't know but it came to pass and I'm putting that in it came to pass but the verse just starts And cain talked with abel his brother and it came to pass there there that is see i just knew that that was in there i just didn't know where but it was there and it came to pass when they were in the field that cain rose up against abel his brother and slew him this is the first time we get murder this is the first time we see the spirit of murder okay and what prompted this? What prompted this? Well, Cain was jealous of his brother, maybe being accepted by the Lord, envious of it, um, just just angry, angry enough to kill him. Okay? The spirit of murder had entered in, and he slew his brother, his brother his his flesh and blood because God favored his um, offering God favored him but why did God favor him not because he was uh, not because he just decided to, to love Abel more than Cain no it wasn't even about love God loves us all God loved them both the same But Abel chose to be in relationship with God and to receive God where Cain did not. Cain wanted to do his own thing in his own way. So he was jealous of the brother who decided to follow God and thus got the blessing of God. Think about that to be jealous because God is blessing. We should never be jealous about God blessing anybody because the word of God says he is not a respecter of persons. Okay? He will do the same for you that he does for anyone else. He is no respecter of persons. Number 1, we have to ask God for what we want. And then we have to be in faith about it. But the very first thing is you have to have a relationship. Obviously, Abel had a relationship. God came down and spoke with Cain to try and get him to to be on the right path, but he chose not to. And because he chose wrong and his brother chose right and received the benefits of that, he was jealous and envious and became a murderer. So he killed him. He slew his brother. And the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother where is he God already knew what happened but he came down and he asked Cain where Abel was he wanted him to say it he wanted him to to confess what he had done and he said Abel I'm sorry Cain and he said I know not I don't know I don't know where he is why are you asking me am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? so instead of bowing down in sorrow and in repentance, first he 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 he, he, he doesn't have a care in the world about it. he shows no remorse he says why are you asking me am i my brother's keeper that that reveals the the heart of the man that god already knew okay that shows us his heart right there and he said and god said to him what have you done the voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground and now art thou cursed from the earth which had opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. So then he tells him, now you're cursed. You are cursed from the earth. And when you till the ground, this is verse 12. Um, when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. So now he wants to ask God uh, to help. He says, Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from, the, and from thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, That, and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. So what he's wor- so he's, even here, he's not worried about repairing his relationship with the Lord. He's worried, worried about what's going to happen to him. And God says, and God said unto him, the Lord said unto him, there, oh, okay, I'm starting to feel this, y'all, it's it's picking up here, um, and the Lord, how you doing, you guys all right, are you on your treadmill, are you walking, what are you doing, you are riding your bike, keep going, come on, that body's getting in shape, you, the blood is flowing, your muscles are moving, we're transforming our bodies as we transform our mind in the word, so, okay where was i verse 15 and the lord said unto him therefore whosoever slayeth cain vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold and the lord set a mark upon cain lest any finding him should kill him so god in his mercy and in his love uh he protects him from being slain himself the murderer god protects from being murdered amen and this just shows the love and the mercy of God. And here's just an aside on this. You know, what was that mark that God put on Cain? I, I, I used to always think about this, sometimes I still do. But um, I just wonder, like, what did he do where a person would look at him and would be like, oh, we better not mess with him. You know, I mean, was it, I mean, did he make him look scary? Or was it like something that when you saw it you just knew that it was um, that it was God that it was a you know I don't know I just I, I often think about that because this mark had to be I mean it had to stand out it had to be something amazing to look at because um, it kept anyone from hurting Cain or killing Cain you know so I just wonder about that you know sometimes I just think about that kind of stuff if you guys got any uh, thoughts or ideas of what you think that might be uh, just shoot a message or put, uh, put a comment down um, anyway <laughs> I digress uh, verse 16 and Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of not Oh my goodness does that say nine nine minutes we have been working out 20 minutes already i'm telling you i used to watch the clock constantly when i had to do 30 minutes on the treadmill 20 minutes on a treadmill um i would be looking and it just 10 minutes would have gone by maybe even nine or eight and i'd be like man come on this is taking forever but now studying the word with you guys it it just flies by it really does so i just praise god for that so, okay, so he set the mark on Cain, lest any man fight him would kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after his, the name of his son, Enoch. And unto Enoch was born Irab, and Irad begat Mehuel, and mehu jael i think beget methuselah and methuselah beget lamech and lamech took unto him two wives the name of the one was ada and the name of the other zila and ada bare Jabal. he was the father of such as dwell in tents and of such as have cattle and his brother's name was jubal he was the father of all such as handle the harp and organ and zila she also bare Tubal Cain, an instructor of every artifice in brass and iron. And the sister of Tubal Cain was Nama or Nama. And Lamech said unto his wife Adah and Zila, Hear my voice, you wives of Lamech. Hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, Truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called the name, called his name Seth. For God said, He hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. And in another translation, it says to be called by the name of the Lord. So, from this other son, Seth, now, who was not born to replace Abel, but who God gave her um, after Abel had been murdered by Cain, Seth, to him was born Enos, and then began meant to call on the name of the Lord or to be called by the name of God. So that's the end of chapter four. But what a wonderful ending. So even though we get introduced to the spirit of of jealousy and and envy and murder and we also see now that that God is is doing something with this family that Uh, that redemption is coming because the son born Seth with him with his line men again men meaning men and women meaning mankind begin to call on the name of the Lord begin to worship him and 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 seek him again and from that line we're gonna see the rest of the story unfold so sometimes it's it's boring to read all the names that are in the bible because you know there are some chapters where the whole chapter is just a bunch of names and so-and-so begot so-and-so and so-and-so begot so-and-so but really god wouldn't put that in there if he didn't want us to glean something from it to understand something from it and i think just with the start of this we can see how a whole uh generation being born by Seth and it's not just a natural generation it's a spiritual generation that that's coming through that and I just think that's so interesting I just think it's so interesting how God just he um he's so smart you know (laughs) it's like well of course God is smart but sometimes if you just think about his word and how everything ties together and how it's like this puzzle where every piece fits perfectly but we have to discover it we have to search it out and we have to want to understand and know what God is doing but it's all right there and and he's just man he's so amazing but that um to to understand that that uh that salvation is coming right that Jesus is coming but it has to start with with a, a a person a people who um to him again, who, who worship God. And God provides for himself um, this, this son who, who starts this family now, a uh, spiritual family of worshipers, of those who are going to call on his name. So it's just interesting. And as we go through the Bible, we'll be able to tie all that together. Man, we are down to three minutes and 59 seconds left. So I'm slowing down. that was a good one that was a good workout for me i hope it was one for you too and i just thank you so much for um joining me during this time and we're gonna start to go live i believe in um next week uh i'm gonna post the schedule up the uh for the live workout and um that way hopefully we can interact you know maybe i'm I'm not sure how that's gonna go but you might be able to to um send a a question or a comment or something and then we can talk about that and um and but it'll always be on on replay the the video will always remain there so you can go back if you can't uh work out with us live then you can go back and play it during your workout and do your Bible study and um there's something else I was gonna say. Oh yeah okay so I'm gonna post the schedule and it's gonna be three Days during the week, and then on Saturday. But on Saturday, the the Bible study workout is just going to be on a topic. Okay, so say uh, we might talk about forgiveness. What does God say about that, or um, uh, lust, or or being um, um, I don't know relationships. I don't know. Um, but we're just going to take a topic. And we're going to talk about it uh, based on scripture and um, the rhema word, you know, whatever the Holy Ghost decides to impart during that time. So that's the vision to do it that way. And um, so God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful uh, rest of day or night if if you're watching this at night because I'm actually, it. I think it was like nine o'clock when I got on uh, tonight to do this video. So but um, God bless you. Have a wonderful um, evening and just be blessed. Hey, that was 30 minutes because now it stopped. So it's time to sign off. God bless. Bye.